0: Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanby. I'm Erin. And this is our Seventh Heaven podcast.
1: On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be tackling the last uh, episode of Season 8, Season 8, Episode 22 of. 23. It's 23, so I screwed up the last one. Sorry, everyone. Um, so this is Season 8, Episode 23 of Seventh Heaven, the title of which is Little White Lies Part 2. Uh, the IMDb user synopsis is. Cecilia breaks up with Martin because she wants to be with Simon. Matt continues to run into a former girlfriend and is concerned about his marriage falling apart. Ruthie's foreign exchange student visits and is now living with the Camdens. (laughs) What? That was the worst. (laughs) Uh, So what was your first impression of this episode? Um, I mean, you've always had a lot to say in the past about the two-parters and the way that they're handled on this show, so...
0: Um, I think what I'm going to say is... You, They clearly had to write out a bunch of characters in this last episode. I think the only one that they did properly, and not even that well, was Roxanne. Because the way that Chandler gets written out, like, it was leading up to it, but, like, they could have done a much better job of that. Um, they basically write out Cecilia as well in this episode, uh, but we don't know it. And apparently Peter's gone. We don't know that either. So, I don't know. It's, um... It was fine.
1: Well, you got... Like, those people necessarily weren't... No, no, no. Okay. Those people that you read about in, like, the, the post-show, you know, research you did... Yeah. They're not, um, gone... They're not written out forever. They just won't appear together in an episode again.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So, okay.
1: they haven't officially been written out yet, um because that would have been weird for Peter to just really just disappear from the show. But Cecilia and Peter um, will not appear together in any more episodes. So they will appear independently. Um.
0: um,
1: Because I don't think they really wrote Cecilia out either, so.
0: Okay, okay. Well, Roxanne and Chandler, which we knew was coming. Yeah,
1: um, which is long overdue.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Agreed. Um, I will say that some of the drama of the head I don't know I always feel like they tried to put too much development and story in a singular episode I feel like we went from well I guess we'll talk about it but like we go from Matt like maybe cheating on Sarah to wanting a divorce from Sarah to being like I love you Sarah let's work on our marriage in a span of What 40 minutes, 43 minutes, actually, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't, and, like, within the storyline of the show, it's less than a day, like, obviously, I don't know, it's, I feel like they always pack in so much, like, changing within an episode, and it's not possible, I, or it's not written well enough, it doesn't have the writing to back that up, um, but let's get into it, yeah, Uh,
1: so The Cold Open starts and something happens in it
0: um so maria is looking
1: forward to going to church but peter is sick and ruthie and well he's playing yes because well the only note i have from this entire episode and i wrote it in the first scene was ruthie is getting played by maria yeah because it certainly seems that way it seems like maria's coming in she's trying to you know steal your man yeah and Ruthie's totally ignorant to it. And she's like, Maria just wants to be your friend. She likes you. You know, she likes us. She just wants to hang out. But Peter is, like, getting weird vibes about Maria, so he doesn't want to hang out with her.
0: So Peter and Ruthie fight, um, and they, like, hang up on each other. Um, Mac, and- Mac comes to visit before church time, um, and him and Martin get into a fight where Martin's basically like, Cecilia is the most important thing in my life, and you're my best friend, but you ruined it. When and this is when Mac breaks the news to Martin That maybe there's more to Cecilia than meets the eye Because Simon may or may not be backing the picture uh, Meanwhile, Matt has come home from his night out
1: The next day Yeah So he stayed out all night with Heather Which on the show I think just heavily suggests that they had sex Right So did he cheat or did he not? Will we ever know?
0: Um, maybe <laughs> Or maybe he's lying I don't know um Chandler is staring at a phone which is supposed to signal that he's pining for Kendall. Um that's what that played means. By Leighton Meester. Yes, played by Leighton Meester.
1: Who was only 18 while um during this the filming of this and she was playing a 21-year-old and she does not she doesn't look like she's she looks much younger obviously.
0: And remember we mentioned last episode that uh Chandler who's supposed to be 25 is 32. So just Mm, be as freaked out about out about that as we are, thank you, yeah, <laughs> um, finally, Lucy and Kevin are still fighting um they have like a weird run in with each other before church um and Carlos is at the hospital putting on some scrubs because Mary's about to go into labor or is
1: in labor or something, and she still doesn't want any family members involved, whatever that means because they're all in California, so I mean, except for Sarah, who is. You know, related by marriage, but not really. None of the prop, the Camdens proper are there.
0: Yeah. Um, And that's the cold open. So we're just going to mimic what we did in the last episode um, and go in age order again. Um, So Ruthie, Ruthie's involved with Peter and Maria in this episode. Um, Maria, so what started out as us not liking Maria because we thought she was getting in between Ruthie and Peter actually turned us into being on Maria's side because we realize that there's more to the story than meets the eye. Um, I, and which I thought actually was really well done by seventh heaven. Usually I don't root for the people that seventh heaven is supposed to be making me root for, but
1: I did this time. Yeah. Um, so what we learn is that, but I think they never, okay. So I'll talk about this after go on. Um. Um, so,
0: Peter, uh, is pretending to be sick, as we said, and Paris calls him out on it, and, um, she's like, you need to talk to someone. And the person that uh, he decides to talk to is Vic. And he tells Vic that, basically, he's heard rumors about Maria and her inability to take no for an answer, and that's why he's wary of talking to Maria and telling her that he doesn't like her. Um, Vic, being the upstanding father he is now, sets the record straight and we find out uh, we found out from Ma- Maria's mouth that there was a boy named Jack Reed,
1: Jack Reed, that asshole, yeah, who asked Maria out or something or yeah. like, asked, and Maria declined because she did not like Jack and she and has then, a boyfriend back in Mexico. And then Jack was is an asshole and told like um some of the other boys at school that Maria kissed him, and then, like, they all started saying, like, the rumor got started that she was, like, just hooking up with everybody, and she's like, now all the boys just, like, don't like me at school or whatever. They just want to use me to, like, kiss me, or something to that effect. Um, Like, a rumor got started that she was, like, the eighth grade slut.
0: Yeah, basically. Um, Peter apologizes for believing in the rumor and Maria is finally feeling welcome in America. Yeah, okay,
1: so what I want to say about this is they didn't make it clear that Peter was, like, buying... Like, I think they could have made it more clear that Peter was also buying into this rumor and not just going off of the perceived flirtations of Maria, because we got the idea that Maria was flirting as well. Yeah. It wasn't just, like, she was being nice. She kind of... You know, like, she didn't want to include Ruthie. She wanted to hang out with Peter alone and didn't want to include Ruthie in the plans. So I think they could have played it up a little bit more that, like, oh, Peter was believing this rumor he heard, um, but that wasn't really made clear.
0: This is the first, this is where I think Seventh Heaven always missed. Like, they either go f- too much exposition... Or way little, and, like, go very subtle in there, like... Because when I look back at it, I see it now, you know, with the first scene, with with him going, oh, I don't think Maria's as good as you think she is, right, right, in the first episode. And Ruthie's like, what have you heard? What are you talking about? And then, like, his trepidation later on in the episode, and then in this episode. Like, it all makes sense. But it wasn't wasn't written, I don't know, it wasn't written, like, you said it, like... It could have been made more clear that
1: that Peter had... Or even just like if Ruthie heard this rumor and started to think like, oh, I have to keep Peter away from, you know, Maria because she's just like, I don't know, a man eater.
0: Also, just like logistically speaking. So she's a foreign exchange student that's here, I feel like for a semester.
1: And it's like the end of the semester. So I feel like she's going back to Mexico soon anyway.
0: Right. And then she's like, I finally feel welcome in America. Does that mean for months she's just not been having a good time? Because that's really
1: sad yeah well it happens it's well it's they're also like when I just think about this i am like they're also young to be like spending like a semester away from your like home and country and stuff like right. it's I feel like it's harder for younger people to like i don't know adjust to being abroad for a long period of time definitely.
0: Um, again, the idea is played that maybe Ruthie is going away to Mexico for the school year next year.
1: Which isn't, we all know is not going to happen. First of all, she's just finishing middle school now and going down to high school. Who, who starts high school with a semester abroad?
0: Right, right. Um, and the, like, so they all, like, kind of live happily ever after. Um, the real development at the end of this is that Paris is so impressed by Vic's parenting skills and the fact that Vic has found a job in Glen Oak and is moving to Glen Oak that, they kiss and are back together? Question mark.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's I guess the resolution of the Maria storyline. Um, I don't understand what the point of was like, what the point is of the storyline in the long run. Yeah. Like every other storyline made sense. I feel like in like writing people off or breaking relationships or mending relationships, but this one had zero to like to give to the entire episode or the finale. At all, I feel
1: like, and and it caused zero conflict between the Camdens. Like first, it was like Ruthie did this thing, and she didn't tell her parents, and they were just like, "Okay, that's fine." And then there was like this sort of conflict with Peter and, but it just was kind of foolish.
0: If if it was to be like, "Don't believe the rumors," which is, I guess, a little like nod to the "Little White Lies" title of the episode, it does it again doesn't belong. It belonged to one of those episodes where it was about rumors. I don't, eh. It was a throwaway storyline. They didn't need to give Peter and Ruthie something to do here. Yeah. Um, So Cecilia and Martin um, had a fight at the end of the last episode. um, And Martin spends a lot of the episode trying to get Cecilia to talk to him. So we have him calling. We have him showing up at the Martin household. Um, Cecilia spends a lot of the episode in her room. Mm -hmm. Um, she does get a phone call from Simon, um, which we see Simon, like, at a gas station. Yeah. On his way to Glen Oak. Um, we have some, they spend too much time with Mac and Pampers.
1: (laughs) I could care, like, honestly, I really don't like Mac. He's not really a likable character, and he doesn't seem like he really should match up as being best friends with Martin, because Martin just seems so much more sensible. Yeah. Adult, Um, mature, all these things. Mature, as Cecilia's father says.
0: Um, And Mac and Pampers kind of reconcile. Um, Cecilia has a heart-to-heart with her father where he's like, you can't be mad at Mac, at, at Martin, because Mac's the one that fucked up. Like, Martin was actually defending your honor, and you should be happy about that because... Um, most teenage boys would can perpetuate the lie that they've had sex, but instead he was willing to admit that he was a virgin to his baseball team and lose all yeah. street cred. Um, Cecilia's like, you're right. Uh, she she forgives Mac at some point, and finally her and Martin get a chance to talk. Um, so we learn a few things that are... I, I don't know, I feel like they they don't kind of add up to what we've seen all season long or even in the last few episodes. Um, what we have is, one, Cecilia's saying that she does not love Martin. Right. And two, uh, they discuss kind of this idea of the fact that she's going away to college and they don't want to do the long-distance relationship, which is, I feel like, complete 180 to what the conversation what they was.
1: Said, yeah, because I thought she was like, I might go to school nearby and then we can stay, like, together.
0: right. Um, and three, she says it has nothing to do with Simon. <laughs> um, this obviously hits Ma- uh, Martin. I keep on calling him Mac, sorry. It keeps on. It kind of hits Martin, mm, yeah, Martin out of, out of nowhere. Because yeah. uh, he's like, I love you. The whole thing about sex, I don't want to have sex with you. <laughs> um, I want to, w- like, I promised myself that I would wait until marriage. Um, and I think we could make it work with, like, the long-distance relationship. Unless, you know, you really are... Into Simon.
1: Spoiler alert, Martin does not wait until he's married to have sex.
0: Right, so... And a
1: lot of our listeners probably know that already.
0: Um,
1: but and yeah. you even know that, because yes, I, I told you. You did
0: You did tell me. <laughs> um, so, Cecilia and Martin officially break up. There's not much else to it. It's, I, I don't know, I actually feel really bad. I was siding with Martin on this one. Um, mostly because I don't really see any... We don't give, have really have any hints of the fact that Cecilia and Martin were on the rocks. Did you
1: no. feel that way?
0: That, like, she wasn't feeling back what he was feeling for her?
1: I think that she was annoyed with him after the whole baseball team, like, oh, like, you shouldn't be talking about our sex life or lack thereof with anyone. And after, like, when that was, like, that made her trust him a little less or something. And then Simon called, so she was like... Oh, well, he's going to be back in town. Maybe I have, like, options now. Um,
0: and at the end of the episode, we have Simon coming back. And we have kind of a strange conversation between him and Cecilia, where he's like, where she basically says we broke up. And he's like, is it because of me? Do you think we have a future? Do you still love me? And all she says is, I don't know. And then they hug. Yeah. And Martin sees it happen, and you kind of feel, like, you know, a little heartbroken for Martin, and that's really it. So Simon's back, and presumably, while, you know, Seventh Heaven isn't filming, they're having a grand old time together. <laughs> I don't—I feel like—I like, feel like David Gallagher probably only came back for these two episodes.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he—yeah, I, I guess to, to give us—I don't remember if he's in, like, the beginning of the um, following season— but he does get to know Mar- like, they do force a little bit of interaction between him, Martin, and Cecilia, so they become, like, because Simon really has no- had no interaction with Martin to this point.
0: Right, right, because he was there in, like, Simon's last episode.
1: Yeah. So there is a little bit of, like, forced interaction between them to get them, like, to be friends or something like that.
0: Um, so, moving on, um, Lucy. Lucy, Lucy, <laughs> Lucy. Lucy starts the episode, as we said, uh, still mad at Kevin. Kevin decides to take matters into his own hands, and... Actually, you mentioned this during the scene. You've changed your mind about Kevin.
1: Yeah, well, because since... Basically, since the marriage, Kevin... I mean, Kevin does return to form and become terrible, but Kevin has kind of just been, like, a noodle, (laughs) in that he's just, like, existing. Like, he goes to work, he comes home... Lucy freaks out about things and he's just like whatever you know that's not our business he's he's basically pretty much just concerned with like his life and not getting into any other people's businesses and like it just seems like you know he's keeping his head down going to work and living his life um he's very simple yeah
0: um and I can understand why you
1: appreciate that (laughs) well I mean just
0: in especially, comparison to everybody else. And
1: especially to on like the flip side of, of Lucy like he used to feed into it. Well, I thought I think I didn't like didn't like him at first because whenever Lucy would get out of control, he'd be like, Oh, just crazy women things again. Like <laughs> and it's like, No, she's particularly unreasonable. Don't just be like, Well, she's just a woman, so she's gonna act like this. Um and it was like a little patronizing. But now he just kinda is like accepted that she's crazy and he just like shrugs his sh- shoulders and is like, Okay you know, you can get all worked up about that, but I'm not going to let it bother me.
0: Um, so he meets up with Roxanne, and this is when we learn that she has not taken the detective's test, as predicted, but that she's actually leaving the police force altogether.
1: To join the army.
0: Uh, remember, though, that she was very staunchly against the war in Iraq, uh, and very staunchly against President Bush uh, and his actions, But now has decided to join the army. Um, Because she's a patriot. Yes. So they kind of work around the fact that they made this character choice for Roxanne in the following scene where she breaks the news to Lucy. And she explains to Lucy that she's doing it because um, she might not agree with the policies and why the war happened, but now the war is over. This is 2004, and they believe that the war is over.
1: Um, Well, because the big mission accomplished uh, press conference. (laughs) Right. Right.
0: Um so and she's going to like help with the trans transition from uh occupied Iraq to unoccupied Iraq. Mm-hmm. That's uh, So she's going
1: to spread democracy.
0: I said that she's going because that's where Bill Brewer is, she's in love.
1: Maybe, but But also I'm so glad that she's going to be gone.
0: Yeah. Bye
1: Roxanne,
0: um, and yeah, so they write Roxanne off. um that's like that's the way that she's gone. i again, I don't really see how that works along with any storyline that Roxanne had this season at um, all like really she
1: didn't she just like kept appearing just to get her like moment of get paid just, just to get paid like she just was like in the background, I mean, she became best friends with Lucy. Early in the season or late in the last season. And they had their pizza dates and whatever.
0: Um, so she's gone. Goodbye. Uh, meanwhile, Lucy and Kevin have the conversation that we've all been waiting for them to have.
1: So Because we have known that Lucy is pregnant since, well, she wasn't drinking at the anniversary. Yeah. There was a hint before that well, when they were looking to buy the house. Right. Um. Just little little hints, which I guess... So Lucy has this conversation wants to have a conversation with Kevin and she basically says I would like to have a baby sooner rather than later. I know I'm still in college and that everybody wants me to finish college, but she just was like I feel like doing this on like basically this is my timetable and I want I think I can have a baby and still finish school and I don't want to get out of school, take time like take time off from my career to have babies and then go back like years later. She was like I'm doing this on my own Terms or whatever. And Kevin was like, okay, like, does that mean you want to start trying? And she's like, yeah. And then Kevin's like, we should still wait. And then... He mentions, he
0: mentions like, what about a house? And she's like, we could just buy a house whenever.
1: Which... Which... Untrue. Privileged. <laughs> know, but, uh, um, yeah, so Kevin keeps bringing up all the reasons why, and not, not just about school, but other reasons why they might not be ready to have a baby. And then Lucy's like, well... Too late, because I'm already pregnant. Basically, yeah. Which, I have said this, and this... <laughs> I say this a lot, because I watch Teen Mom, but, and they're always, like, accidentally getting pregnant. If you're not doing anything, if you're having sex, and you're not doing anything to prevent pregnancy, then you are trying to get pregnant. <laughs> so... Who, what was what were they doing beforehand to prevent pregnancy? Because apparently it was nothing.
0: Yeah, because well, first of all, because
1: know like Kevin was like, should we start trying? Which implies that they would, they would like yeah. stop using birth control. But, but apparently they already stopped using birth control.
0: And also because we know that she's a Camden, and it's like we know that they have views about birth control.
1: Well, I don't exactly know what the whole deal is with uh...
0: Or do you think that they that it doesn't matter like once you are married.
1: Oh no, you're still st- well. The- no, it does matter. Like some, like I'm pretty sure that like super strict Catholic people, like when they get married, you they don't use birth right. control. Right.
0: I meant with, within the seventh heaven. Verse.
1: Um, I'm actually. Well, I was just about to Google it. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> contraception.
0: Um, the- I was gonna say though that. Uh, my my problem is, like, the build-up to these storylines. I feel like this one was probably... The okay,
1: most Protestant... Well, this is, like, a little bit more modern, but it mm-hmm. says most Protestant churches now see- now see the use of contraception within marriage as a responsible way of planning a family. So, apparently, the more modern Protestant view is that when you're married, you can, like, it's not a sin to be using contraception because it's a responsible way to not have more kids than you can... Handle? handle
0: I- question mark, okay, all right, I was just thinking like we know that this family has a tough time saying words like condom, yeah, uh and birth control just generally, so I was wondering if that kind of spilled over to married life, and if Lucy and Kevin are are we supposed to think they're using birth control, or are we supposed to think they're using condoms? Did the condom break, like what, or like it didn't work? it was faulty, like whatever or it was one the one percent or whatever. Um, I will say this about this storyline though and, and Aaron mentioned it as well uh, this was probably the only one in this finale that really made like worked with the season because it for the last four or five episodes we've been getting hints Lucy keeps on talking about what about what do you see yourself doing in five years what about our future you know and all these like kind of hints that she's been thinking about something anyway once Kevin finds out that uh,
1: Lucy's pregnant he- of course he's like on board and he's like well yeah you're pregnant I can't say anything now no well he passes out oh yeah <laughs> and so that, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure he'll
0: be fine, though.
1: Well, yeah, obviously it's <laughs> 7th Heaven and, like, um, I don't know, whatever. As we know, that Kevin makes a ton of money or had, like, a huge inheritance. So, so right. So then, but, I don't know. I'm kind of, but like, the one thing that I don't like about Kevin is, like, the fact that when they were talking about, like, Roxanne getting promoted or whatever, and he was like, maybe she's just more ambitious than me. And I was like, oh, like... Really, Kevin, you're going to be like a, you're just going to be a beat cop forever. You have no greater he, aspirations. He,
0: he really likes being a beat cop. I don't I know don't why. Know. Um, so finally, we have Chandler. Well, finally, for like that age group, I meant in that in that circle of friends. Um, Chandler likes Kendall, even though he keeps on saying he doesn't like Kendall. Kendall comes to Chandler's office after uh, church after the Sunday sermon uh Sunday service I'm sorry and she's like look I can't be Jeffrey's tutor if you are like have other things in mind for
1: us and then they start making out
0: no I think they don't start making out yet they well, it
1: happens pretty quickly
0: well he says he says I don't even like you I don't know what you're talking about and he's like oh she's like okay fine and then she leaves then she comes back later and she's oh. like don't say anything or I'll change my mind and then they start making out
1: and this is what was disturbing, because Leighton Meester is only 18, and Jeremy London is 32, and it's just a little icky. A little icky. Little icky. Um, or, I mean, some people might think not think it is, but oh, that's my opinion.
0: It's also my opinion. That's my opinion! Th- <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Vines are very quotable. Um, yes. So, this ends when Jeffrey walks in, and he's like, whoa, oh, oh, because Jeffrey is a is Jeffrey, and then who else walks in right after Jeffrey? But
1: Sean, um, Leighton Meester's boyfriend.
0: Um, and Sean is like, "But you said you hated him," which makes it seem like they sat, like they talked about the fact that, like, potentially Chandler was interested just, in
1: her, or yeah. that she
0: was interested in Chandler, and maybe there was a throuple situation about to happen. Who knows? There was
1: never a throuple situation about to happen on Seventh Heaven.
0: Can we just please? Get a throbble Or have imaginations. <laughs> okay. Um But he, we were led to assume he punches uh, Chandler in the face because the next time we see him, he has a black eye.
1: He has a shiner, as they call it.
0: Um, and then the and most then, bizarre thing <laughs>
1: happens. Yeah, so we were trying to figure out in the last episode what, like, if, because we learned that Leighton Kendall, mm-hmm. I can't, like, I can't yeah. remember, um, that her character had graduated early and at the top of her class, and she's 21. So, like, if she finished high school a year early, that would mean that she's finishing college around now. So um, we learn that she has been accepted to the Wharton School of Business at UPenn for the upcoming fall, and she's like... Oh, Chandler, if we're going to be together, you have to come to Pennsylvania with me. She goes,
0: there's churches in Pennsylvania, yeah. is what she says. Yeah. And he's like, "We just started. Is that what you want?" And she's like, "Yes." And that's that's how Chandler leaves the show. Yeah. He is going to follow Leeten Meester Leighton Meester Leighton Leighton Meester, all the way to the East Coast with his newly adopted... I don't even think he's adopted him yet.
1: Right. Like, the grandma, as far as we know, as far as we know, Jeffrey's grandma is still alive and is still his, like, primary custodian.
0: And that's that's bye-bye to Chandler, where he's following 18-year-old, I guess 21-year-old Kendall to their future love life.
1: Joke's on him. That's going to be over
0: in a heartbeat.
1: Three years later, she went back to high school.
0: (laughs) Also, like... He, look at Kendall, and look at yourself, Chandler. She's going to business school. You think she's going to stick with a reverend? <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway.
1: Anyway. Goodbye,
0: Chandler. I feel like this was also, like, pretty predictable in that we knew as soon as, soon as he adopted a child, he was about to leave. Like, they were going to yeah. keep him there.
1: Um, he's got something else to live for now. But
0: I feel like they could have easily just written out, written him out like that. They didn't need to, like, add the fact that he's going to move to Pennsylvania for a woman. <laughs> right. I don't know.
1: Very strange.
0: Like, ugh, come on. Um, so,
1: so finally. So, Chandler's moving. A, n- a new place on the East Coast. He's going to Philly.
0: They've discovered a new location. Good yeah. job, Brenda Hampton.
1: Although they never mentioned, they just were like, Pennsylvania.
0: So, we finally end with uh, the Matt storyline. So, Matt... Matt makes it seem like he has actually, in fact, cheated on Sarah with Heather, with the way that he talks to the Rev, and the way that he handles himself, like... Well,
1: the next day, he's immediately going out again for another date with Heather. Um... Um, And the Rev kind of gives him a little bit of a stern talking to, and he's like, are you really gonna do this again? Are you gonna throw away your marriage for this? And I really appreciated what Matt's response was, because he is now, like, in medical school, let's say he's, like, 23, maybe 24, mm -hmm. and... He just tells the Rev, like, this is my life, and this is none of your business, and this is my marriage, and I don't really want to hear what you have to say about anything I'm doing right now. And he walks out, and I'm like, good for you, because stop letting... It. Not that I, like, I'm like, oh, go Matt, like, you're doing, like, this is a great move for him, Right. But it's just like, finally, someone, you know, don't let the Rev try- control you anymore.
0: Um. While he's out with Heather, he basically breaks the news to Heather that he wants to get a divorce from, um, Sarah. In this scene, we also learn that
1: Heather's been married for the past three years. All right, wait, listeners, maybe that this is, I throw this question out to you because I couldn't remember. Was Heather's wedding an episode on 7th Heaven? We remember, obviously, the wedding that didn't happen
0: because it was broken up because the, the man that had, like, a fake face. Yeah. Uh, was cheating on Heather. Yeah. Like, we know about that marriage, but was there a different marriage to a different guy?
1: And if so, was it on Seventh Heaven? Because I feel like if, if Heather actually got married, we would see it. Like, Matt would be invited to that wedding, and he or would want it to go. Mention like, offhand. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So, I don't know. If you have any clue of what episode we can look to to find out more about Heather's marriage... Yeah, Please let us know. We're
0: shocked here. So she's married. She's been married for three years. And we find this. Uh, the, it's more troubling because we know that her last episode was, I think, two seasons ago, which would be two years ago. Um, so how does it work? Anyway, so she's like, look, I spent the last few like years completely out of love and blah, blah, blah. So if we want to do this. I want a fresh start. And he's like, I'm ready to give you a fresh start. I'm going to get a divorce from my wife. Then we have. Um, a conversation between Sarah and Matt on the phone where he's like, where they're fighting but not fighting and I think, like, this, like, gives Matt some perspective. Then another, con- like, another thing happened where, where Matt, another thing happens where Matt calls but Sarah doesn't pick up and it goes to the voicemail and the voicemail is their, like, little, like, cutesy voicemail together and apparently hearing that is enough for him to be like, I, I'm, lo- I
1: love Sarah and i meant to be with her.
0: And so he tells um, Heather that he can't do this and that he loves his wife. And when he goes home to, like, I think, pack up to go back to New York to see Sarah, she's there. And all is forgiven. But we do learn in this scene that Matt didn't do anything for him to apologize to Sarah for on his quote-unquote date with Heather. Which, you know, I mean, I'm happy about because I really like Sarah, but also you really had an opportunity there, 7th Heaven.
1: Well, why do you... But why do you want a cheating storyline so bad?
0: Because I feel like... So, the thing about 7th Heaven is, like, what I learned... The reason it was so appealing to the world and, like, to families is because... It tackled
1: real issues. Right, it
0: tackled real issues, and it also tackled, like, how to... Like, it was a family show where you could talk to your children about these issues, and like it it was, like, a conduit to have these conversations, like, about sex, about Mm -hmm. cigarettes, about alcohol, about weed, about all these things and stuff like that. And I feel like... Cheating is
1: also a thing Something in life. Something that happens in life, yes.
0: And, you know, just like I said, like, they...
1: I mean, we saw it in the context of that, like you said, when Heather yeah. got cheated on and her marriage... Right, right. Her wedding fell apart. Um, um
0: I don't I don't know. I feel like they... Because they do the alcohol storyline, like, twice every season, right? Like... <laughs> yeah. And, I don't know, I, uh, I feel like if you want to perpetuate this kind of thing of, like, we tackle real-life things that you can talk... Like, you can watch as a family and really, like, see as a family... But we do it in a way that is family oriented and isn't just like sex. Yeah. Then I feel like you, you know, you, you, if you want to do that, then do that with everything. I mean, obviously, we're never going to see like an LGBT storyline on this show, right? But like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. It's
1: Different times. Different
0: times. Um, there were
1: no gay people in 2004,
0: right? Uh, I don't. I don't know if I wanted a. Again, I didn't. I don't know if I really wanted a cheating storyline more than just like some sort of substance. -hmm. To that drama, I feel like sometimes there's drama for drama's sake. Because what happened? So he was like, "I'm getting a divorce," and then I'm not getting a divorce. They just
1: they were like separated, which I guess like is I don't know,
0: or maybe like taking some time for us to really look at the fact that why were they separated.
1: Right, that's the one thing that bothered me. We had no idea what caused, other than, like, just, they showed us a little glimpse of, like, oh, the compounding stress of marriage and medical school, and they're kind of competing against each other in school, and then they're trying to, you know, be a married couple. So, like, I thought it was, like, just outside stressors that got to them.
0: Yeah, like, I, like it could have been a lot better if they actually showed us, like, People working on a marriage together, it not working. It you know instead of like like they're separated and then we don't see them for a bunch of episodes and then they're magically back together. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know instead of talking instead of having Maria, we could have had that. (laughs) Not that we didn't.
1: Not that we didn't love love Maria.
0: Maria. Um. So yeah. Anyway, so that's wait. We did not talk about Mary.
1: Oh well.
0: (laughs) We always forget about Mary
1: because she wasn't there. So anyway, I mean, (laughs) listeners, real quick. There's a bunch of these absurd scenes of Carlos going back and forth on the phone with the Camdens. Sarah gets in touch with the Camdens and says, Mary's in labor now, but you can't tell her I told you. So the Cam parents are like, well, we have to get on a plane and go to New York right now because we need to be there when our first grandchild is born. Whatever. They do that. They go there. They see the baby. They're with Carlos. We never see Mary because Jessica Biel wouldn't come back and be on this episode. And... Congrats! There's little baby boy... Charles
0: pa- Miguel Pond. Pa- no, wait, no, pa- that's Pond. his real Rivera. last name.
1: Rivera. <laughs> um, so we meet little... Charlie. For the first... The first Camden grandbaby is here, and that's how the season ends. On a, on an, a, a happy note, I guess.
0: Um, also this is the first season in Seventh Heaven history, which had 23 episodes, um... Congratulations! They had a baby boy and a whole new extra episode for us, which didn't make a difference. Yeah. Um, so
1: anyway, I guess our little. Se- so what even happened in this season? Um, what, right. What, if right. we could go, yeah, season recap. I guess um, Martin. Ha- where did we start off? We started off with
0: Mary c- being pregnant. That's when we learned Mary's pregnant.
1: In the first, like in the right in the beginning. Yeah. I thought it was the end of season seven. We learned that.
0: I thought it was the beginning of season eight. Didn't she come to know. visit or something? Or um, Carlos comes to visit.
1: Yeah.
0: Don't we learn that they're married in this season, and we learn that they're pregnant in this season? Yeah. And then this is the season where Simon leaves, and also the season where... Oh, Simon killed someone. This is the season. Yeah, yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. I I have a note written for the second episode of the season that just says, Simon needs surgery. I don't know what kind of surgery Simon needed. Um, Let's see, oh, Kevin got beat up on the TV call. Tyler Hecklin finally made it as a recurring...
0: Character. Character.
1: Oh, yeah, Martin, you know, on the fourth episode, Martin just brings himself into the Camden house and <laughs> mm-hmm. is creepy.
0: This is when we... Oh, we had
1: that horrible retrospective episode. episode right,
0: that was, like, our five-minute episode because we had nothing to say yeah. about it. Um, we have the will-they-won't-they-get-back-together shit with Chandler and Roxanne for a,
1: a while. A hot second or yeah. the whole season, who knows.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, we had... I, Vic uh, appears Vic's, Vic comes back um, I have Better Call Saul written on here for some reason
1: <laughs> Somebody Some guest star who was on Better Call Saul um,
0: um, Yeah, Matt has his marriage problems I have
1: um, Yeah, I mean
0: We meet Martin's famous father And we are very underwhelmed
1: uh, oh, the, the rabbi and Rosina broke up briefly and...
0: Got back together. Um,
1: and uh, the rev was a cuckold. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, we, I mean, I feel like the characters are pretty much stagnant. Yeah, yeah. Nobody really grew. Um, like, Lucy went on, like, totally just Reverse, reverted. Yeah. yeah. To her ch- childlike version of herself. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, the big, like, Grandpa Grandpa Jackson died. Yeah,
1: I want to say that Kevin matured, but he really just, like, started to... like. It seems like he doesn't give a shit about anything.
0: Um, I think, I guess, like, we saw... I don't know if maturity is what we saw in Ruthie, but we just see that Ruthie is aging. Like, I feel like that's all we... She's... yeah. Yeah, you know, like, she's growing up, and they did that by, like, having her go to her first party... What? No, that didn't happen. I lied. I meant, like, she graduated... Like, not graduated. She um, babysat for the first time.
1: She tried to go to the party that time where there was going to be no parents around her. It was, like, someone's, like, older sister was going to be watching them.
0: Um, She... So that's Ruthie. Uh, We said Lucy reverted. Matt's biggest thing was his marriage, but...
1: And there was that one episode focused entirely around, like, the stresses Mm -hmm. of medical school.
0: Um, Simon said goodbye uh, and left, but he's Ma- back. Mary had a child. And yeah, the Rev Annie almost bought a house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I yeah, there's you're right. The characters did remain stagnant. There wasn't wasn't really bi- it felt just it felt like a lot of recycled storylines is what it was. Yeah, I felt like some of the best work that was done was outside of the Camden's, like the episode Go Ask Alice when they tackled. Um, sexual abuse within the family.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was a really good episode, but it had nothing to do with the Camdens.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, mm.
1: so um, what would you
0: rate this episode?
1: Geez, um this episode not as good as the last. So I'm gonna give it like a three. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree still not the worst, yeah. but. I'll give it a three so, as well. So um, just like as we come to the end of this season, I would just like to thank our listeners mm-hmm. because um, this is our 177th episode. Oh, my God. Um, and additionally, we are up to 43.1 thousand, 43K downloads overall through our lifespan. So um, we'll hit, be hitting 50K soon. So that's Cool. We're also
0: um, reaching the later seasons coming up soon, which means...
1: We will inevitably finish the podcast.
0: And also, I mean, things are bound to get crazier.
1: From what Oh, I- yeah, right, right. Things are going to get, you know, people are leaving, storylines are... They're running out of things to write about. Um, so things are... Oh, yeah, we'll get get ready for... The, season 9 has some gems in store, particularly the Valentine's Day episode.
0: Um, so we're here still uh, And we're not taking a break For
1: the foreseeable future we are here
0: <laughs> um, We will be giving you uh, New episodes Every Wednesdays and Saturday, Saturdays uh, Available to listen On uh, Stitcher On soundcloud.com slash camdencast And on the iTunes Apple Podcast app We want to hear what you have to say About season 8 And what you're looking forward to or what you hated What you liked the most And um, anything at all and you can do that by contacting us at camdencast at gmail.com or on our various social media our handles on twitter and instagram are at camdencast show and we're facebook.com slash camdencast i'm tanby i'm aaron this was season eight of camden cast
1: and seventh energy.
0: and seventh heaven camden cast hey, seventh heaven hey,
1: join us for season nine next episode all right bye <laughs> seven, seven.